another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am pumped up and excited and happy to have you here today. We have a great show in store for you today. We're going to be talking about cheaters. Who, what, and goodness knows why. Why does this happen? Before we get into this topic, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about are you entrepreneurial enough? Sure, we all want to make a million dollars, but do you have what it takes to get there? Find out with my guest from last week, Dave Daly. He's going to teach you how to make the leap into entrepreneurship, or perhaps you're already self-employed, but you're struggling. He's a definite fear and ignorance buster. Um, he'll get you in your zone and triple your business, so let's get going. So easy to find my previous shows. This show and any and all of my archive shows can be found on SoundCloud. Just go to Google SoundCloud, the men's advocate. Google SoundCloud, the men's advocate. You, we're also on the TuneIn app. And for Apple users, for your iPads and iPhones, download my brand new mobile app. You're going to have so much fun with it. You can listen live. In fact, there's a button there, a single button that you just click on it that says, <coughs> excuse me, the click on it that says, call me now. All right? So, so easy. Um, just go to the iTunes store and uh, in the search bar, hit Linda Gross, and you'll be able to download this to your uh, phone and your, your iPad. For those of you who are Android users, my mobile app will be coming soon and uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, in addition to my radio show, both, both listening the live, to the live and to the archive shows, you can also check out my website, my social media, coaching, how that works. Um, uh, participate in my Amazon link. If you do so, there's no charge to you. Just make all your usual Amazon purchases and a, and a few pennies on the dollar uh, helps benefit my show. So this and more, it's so fun. I want your feedback. I want you to say that you're using the app and please use that call now button. I want to make sure that that works, okay? So for those of you who don't have the app as yet, um, the call-in number for today is 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We're going to be talking about cheaters today, the who, what, and why does this happen. Is monogamy genetic or is it learned? What causes people to lead double lives? Is she dropping hints that she is unhappy or about to cheat? We're going to find all of this out on this show. So <clears throat> I'm very excited to have you here today, and uh, I hope you can join us with this fun topic. Okay. <clears throat> the reason why I'm doing uh, today's show is because uh, in my in my mailbox, I saw this uh, email from a fellow uh, podcaster. He does dating and relationships as well. And he says, oh, my goodness, Linda, what do you think about this post? I guess uh, he saw the post elsewhere, and I guess it's been shared around. And I was so taken aback by it that I couldn't not comment on, on this. So here it is. Here's what she wrote. Let's see what she's up to, this girl. She says she's been besties with this girl for over 15 years. She has been married for 10 years, and she's been sleeping around with her best friend's husband behind her back for almost nine years. The husband um, and this girl have two kids together, ages three and seven. Um, her girlfriend knows nothing about this. She thinks I got pregnant by one-night stands. Her husband sees our kids regularly, pays me child support, and pays my rent and utilities. My girlfriend is my kids' godmother, and her kids come over to have play dates with our kids. Her husband has divorce papers and is ready to file them. He wants to instead be here with me and our kids. My question is, how should we tell her? 
should I tell her because I'm the one who's known her longer? Or should he tell her because they're married? Or should we all just sit down and talk all together? My, oh my, what a big, giant mess. <laughs> Don't you agree? Oh my goodness. All right, so call us on this topic. Um, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. All right, so here's my answer to this crazy chick. That is insane. That is too much information. And I say let him end the relationship, do everything he can to make her comfortable, and then tell her about the affair and the kids six months later. Um, If you dump her on day one, If you dump all this information on day one, you're literally either going to kill her or cause cancer or a car crash or something. It's just way too much information to absorb all in one sitting. And yes, it should be uh, the guy who tells her because he's the one that's he's the one who broke the marriage vows. So it should be him. Goodness gracious. What do people get themselves into? I I tell you. Pretty crazy. So let's talk about, um, you know, marriage trends and and monogamy trends. And turns out that up until about World War II in the 1940s or so, couples generally married for proof of genetic monogamy in order to pass down their sheep or their farmland. This monogamy was necessary to ensure that no one cheated outside the family lines and that property ownership stayed within male lineage. So, in other words, if you look at uh, the kings and queens, of course they all had affairs outside the uh, outside marriage, but the offspring um, and the people they had affairs with were not entitled to any titles, um, any chattel, any any real estate, any of that kind of stuff. So. Marriage was, one of the reasons why marriage was created was to ensure the purity of the bloodlines that the next generation would get that wealth. Okay, the next generation that is from, directly from those two parents would get that wealth. So apparently this, this philosophy held true until about World War II. Now, I've been noticing over the last few decades that this seemingly <laughs> is not the case any longer. Um, so I think caring about what assets you leave your kids has considerably lessened due to the following factors. And I'm going to get into what those following factors are, are as soon as we come back from the break. If you've just joined us, you're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about cheaters who, what, and why. Please call us on this topic. Maybe you've been cheated on, or maybe you're the one that's leading a double life. Call us at 951-922-3532. Again, the number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break, and we're going to find out why this has lessened. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. 
The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with the Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross, on KMET 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Cheater, cheater, where'd you meet her down at Ernie's Park? Did she smile your way, twirl her hair and say how cute your dimples are? Did she use that line, your place or mine, while you danced with her real slow? Tell me, cheater, cheater, where'd you meet that no-good white trash hoe? Ah, yes. Welcome back, everybody, to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Cheater, cheater, why do they do what they do? I tell you. All right, so right back after the break, right before the break, we were talking about how formerly parents were concerned uh, with with wealth and passing their wealth down to the proper heirs, and we're going to talk about why that seems to like not be so important today. Like what changed? Why are parents not necessarily concerned with passing on their wealth and i think by by having this attitude it uh, it has increased a flavor of infidelity because if the parents don't care that the kids are getting the money then the kids don't care if they're monogamous or not so it kind of works hand in hand so I think part of the reason why this is is because up until about uh, World War II, you know, they wanted to have proof of genetic monogamy, and this has lessened because possibly because of modern medical advances, people are just living longer. People may need their assets to c- cover their health care costs. So in other words, um, you know, Back a hundred years ago or so, maybe people were living till age 50 or 60 or what have you. And now it's, I think the average age is like in their 82, 83, somewhere in there. So they're living longer. So they have this fear that maybe the kids aren't going to take care of them. So they're holding on to their money and spending it themselves and or uh, saving it for healthcare costs because they're unable to work at that age. So they need that money themselves. So that might be one of the reasons. Another reason is that kids today are more selfish. It's not a given anymore that kids are going to take care of their parents. As such, parents are less concerned with leaving wealth to the kids because if it's really true that the, you know, that the kids aren't going to take care of them, then why stress yourself out over this? Keep the money yourself. You know, let the parents, let the kids create their own wealth, and that's the end of that, right? So another reason is post-World War II, many lives were lost. I think there became a shift in our consciousness that life is short and not certain. And then when you throw in into the mix 9-11 and other recent terrorist attacks, It furthers the notion of uncertainty, meaning that more and more people do as they please because tomorrow has no guarantees. And if that includes cheating, eh, so be it. Life is short. I'm going to live for today. So I think, you know, all of these things stacked up have really contributed to why there's way more cheating uh, today than we've ever had in our history. The rates of cheating in our culture haven't changed much. Although studies vary, research has shown that almost 60% of men and over 45% of women will cheat at some point in their marriages. Affairs affect one out of every 2.7 couples, which is almost a third of all of us. Uh Aha. According to research at Oxford University, 
the length of one's ring finger indicates the level of hormone testosterone that the developing fetus is exposed to in the womb. The longer that ring finger compared to the index finger, the higher the level of the hormone, and therefore they cite a statistical correlation, a higher statistical correlation for cheating. So isn't that interesting? You know, the more of of the testosterone hormone that you have in your system, they're saying that there is a predisposition to cheat because that is the chemical, that is the hormone that drives you to have sex. So if there's more of it, it's like getting, you know, a drug, any other drug, you know, if there's more of it in your system, uh, in this case, you might act on it. In this case, since it's controlling your sex, sex drive, you might act on it. Today, almost 50% of married people get a divorce. Many of these marriages estimates are as many as one-third end because of infidelity. Does this mean, as a society, we are not committed to monogamy? Research varies. Uh, around how many couples can make it work on their own without therapy. That being said, somewhere between 20 and 65% of couples stay together after an affair with therapy. The more the guilty party discusses the details of the affair, the better the odds are at staying together. So isn't that interesting? So I think the cheater sort of has a tendency because maybe he or she has lived a double life and has had to lie and sneak around to get away with what they were getting away with. And so um, this study is saying that the more they uh, reveal and disclose what happened, the better it is to reunite and stay together um, in, in marriage if that uh, cheating has been disclosed. I don't know. Uh, You know, I guess that's true, but as the receiving party, I'm sure there comes a point in time where you just don't want to hear all the details. I mean, it's just kind of too painful, so I'm not sure how they came up with the results of this study, but okay, I guess it makes sense. There is a new form of marriage, and it's called polyamory which means that you have multiple partners. With this arrangement, it's not sexual fidelity that keeps the relationship monogamous, but it's the emotional connection that defines monogamy. These open relationships seem to comprise about 4 to 5% of the general heterosexual populations. Uh, these couples report greater relationship satisfaction than more traditional couples. They have less jealousy and more more exciting and satisfying sex lives, so they say. So I've been seeing a trend with uh, this polyamory, and um, I guess these couples are making it worth. They know up front that, you know, multiple partners are involved. Uh, it could look like, you know, two girls and a guy, or it could be two guys and a girl, and I guess... They trade off and take turns and, you know, it's not necessarily a threesome. I think um, they trade off and they take turns. You know, maybe somebody has opposite schedules. Maybe one person is flying or out of town a lot where I guess some of these couples, they just seem to make this work. So it is kind of a new trend and a different twist on the whole monogamy issue. Okay. What are some of the common reasons for cheating? Not loving the one you're with, meaning your partner, that's a pretty common one. Uh, there might be something that's distasteful. Maybe maybe she's nagging or complaining too much or something of that nature. Um, maybe they're sloppy. Maybe they're irresponsible with money. Um, could be a whole host of reasons, but... Um, you know, if you're not, if you're no longer in love with your partner, then you might have that roving eye. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. What's another reason? 
the desire to do something that you don't do at home. Uh, let's say you have a particular sexual fantasy and he or she is just not into it or, you know, they, they don't want to go there or it's painful or hurtful or shameful or taboo or whatever, however the other person is interpreting it. For some reason or another, you, the two of you are not on the same page. So, you know, it's a candy store out there in Internet land, and you can pretty much find someone who will do anything with you. So uh, any crazy notion that you happen to see on the Internet, I'm sure there are thousands and thousands of, thousands of takers that will do that deed, and it's not so hard to find those kind of people um, now more than more than ever to you know find a willing partner so maybe your current partner uh, doesn't desire to do something that you want to do okay next is the endless internet options cyber sex and pornography it is so rampant these days that it just seems like with pornography and internet sex Seems like every year they up the ante. What was shocking five years ago, you know, is commonplace today. Um, and it just seems like they have to keep going and going into a direction that ups the ante. So in so doing, um, you know, the receiver has a lot of choices and, you know, when your mind is so stimulated, you're actually getting a hormone dump to your brain. It's called dopamine. It's the feel-good hormone. And then after you're flooded with, with these types of feelings, you want to go, you know, test out that new car. You want to test out that new trick or whatever it is that is making you so excited. And there are a whole host of options. Um, I don't think you're ever going to get bored, you know, watching pornography or, or seeing what everybody else's cyber sex relationships are on the Internet. So um, can you just be a voyeur and check out at the end of the session? I guess so, but I think a certain part of that is going to stay in your consciousness and maybe a certain uh, percentage of the population are going to want to act on it, that just closing out the uh, screen is not going to be good enough. You're going to want to test it out for yourself. <clears throat> and then we have the notion of, you know, the old saying, familiarity breeds contempt, um, no, uh, the, the DT saying, and I write about this in my book, Mastering Women, by the way, you can find Mastering Women on, uh, Amazon. It's an ebook format as well as paperback. And I have, uh, reworded this old saying to say familiarity breeds sex. So why is that? It's because it's convenient. I mean, if you have a worker and you're with this person maybe two hours a day solidly, you're working on the same project and you're completing each other's sentences and um, maybe you're flying out of town together or whatever it is, all that familiarity breeds a high level of comfort uh, and security and a feeling that you uh, really know each other, perhaps even better than the real spouse who's at home. And all that familiarity eventually will lead to sex. So I'd say be really careful with that. Uh, you know, of course you want to get along with your coworkers, but I can see how it would be really easy to cross the line. All right. If you have just joined us, you're currently listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about cheaters, who, what, and why. Um, you're welcome to call us at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Maybe you have a story about cheating or maybe you've been cheated on. I'd like to hear your stories, and for those of you who have used, who have downloaded my mobile app, um, please 
click the uh, listen live button and then click the button that says call now and I will send you um, a free copy of my business book, my mini book called The Sea Factor. Okay? I just want to hear from you. We'll catch you right back after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I love that that line. It's just uh, so classic. It was the most famous cheater line ever. Like, how many years or decades did it take for him to finally, that's Bill Clinton, by the way, um, with Monica Lewinsky, how many years did it take for him to finally fess up to that to say that, yes, indeed, he was having sexual relations with that woman? Anyway, <laughs> uh, one of the common traits of a cheater is they're going to lie, they're going to deny, they're going to make it look like you're the crazy one. So we're going to get into that in just a few minutes about, um, you know, the signs of how do you know she's cheating on you and what to look for. <clears throat> Before then, I came across a, another cheating story, and it goes like this, quote, my fiance had an affair. I took her back and found a way to forgive her. Okay. Then she broke up with me. And her reason was, you didn't get mad enough, she explained. Signed, I am for real. That is just too funny. It's too funny because it's so true. You know, they want you to stand up and be a man. And when you're not standing up and being a man... You know, he got he got uh, the boot because of that. Wow. Pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> I took her back and she broke up with me because the guy didn't get mad enough over the cheating. Oh, boy. Meaning that it sounds like you're you're needy, right? Okay. So let's talk about some of the signs that your girlfriend is cheating on you. Go might go like this. She pays more attention to your to her phone than you. Oh, see, this is a good one. I think everybody is guilty of paying more attention to the phone these days. But even for her, even when you're comparing apples to apples, it seems like she is on the phone maybe 30% more, if that's even possible. Um, so what's she doing on the phone? Is she secretively texting somebody? Like, what's going on there? You know, is she trading numbers? Are they 
trying to set up plans. Um, you know, I've also heard a lot of stories that people have a second phone. Um, so the, the wife or the girlfriend doesn't know, you know, a lot of girls, you know, jailbreak their, their men's phones. But if you have a second phone, ooh, then you can kind of, uh, you know, do it on the download pretty well because a lot of people wouldn't expect that you have a second phone. So anyway, if, if it turns out that even for her, she's paying more attention to her phone than you, there might be something going on. You might want to pull up those phone records and see what numbers she's texting or how long she's talking or, you know, there's, you know, we live in an age of technology now and there are so many ways to track her down because of her phone. Um, <clears throat> you can secretively put, uh, you know, the, and engage the GPS mode to where you can actually track where she is and if she says oh honey I'm at you know Target right now and if she really is across town nowhere near Target you can you can figure that out pretty readily all right uh, another telltale sign maybe she's less interested in sex so um, you know or maybe she's bringing in new techniques into the bedroom that she never had before like hmm, where did she learn this where, where, where did she experience this? I mean, she never had an interest in that particular activity before. So I would say watch her behavior. You know, um, have they diminished? Have they increased? Have they significantly changed from what she formerly was doing? Um, you know, it could, it could be a sign that something is up or something is about to be up. Next Let's say her social calendar is suddenly bursting at the seams. Like it <clears throat> used to be uh, before the boyfriend or whatever, maybe she would go out with the girls once a month or once every other month. It wouldn't cause a flag because it was so infrequent. And now all of a sudden it spiked up to, you know, twice a week or, you know, or more. So like what is she doing you know, on these times? Is she using somebody as a scapegoat? Is she saying, oh, I'm out with my friend Jennifer and using that as an excuse? And meanwhile, she's not with Jennifer at all. Or maybe she just uh, recently signed on to a new type of class. Um, you know, who knows what's going on? But increased activity outside the home, that could be a flag. So pay attention to that. Or maybe you might want to offer to join her and see how she reacts to that. Because if she's hemming and hawing and making excuses as to why you shouldn't join her, that might be something to look at as well. Okay, change in appearance and or she's now buying new clothes at a higher rate than usual. All right, so a lot of girls are shopaholics and they want to look good. But what you're doing is you're comparing her current behavior to what it was, say, a month or two ago. Like, you know, if she's changing her appearance, let's say she was a brunette and now she's a blonde, or maybe she had long hair before and then she cut it off, now it's shoulder length. I mean, those are like market changes in appearance. Or maybe, you know, she had natural lashes before and now she is... Uh, you know, got the pr pretend lashes, the fake lashes, or the kind where they put her, put them on in the salon and they last like two or three weeks, whatever it is. So is there a change in appearance? Maybe she's shopping at the lingerie store and coming home with all kinds of new bras. Like, why would that be? She didn't do that before. So these are some, th these are some things to take a look at and see if they mean anything. Okay, next one. She is overly concerned with your whereabouts. Okay, here's a good one. Um, classic psychology one-on-one -on -one is the guilty party. They turn that around and they make you be the guilty party. So if she's all of a sudden concerned, you know, like if you're like concerned that she's now going out twice a week and that's kind of odd behavior for her, for her uh, well, she's all of a sudden now concerned with where are you? What time are you coming home? What, what, you didn't come home directly after work. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. So 
you know, if she's suddenly pointing the figure, finger at you, that could be a telltale sign. All right, next one. <clears throat> she starts pointing the fingers in your direction. So it's not just about the uh, whereabouts. It's, it's more about, um, you know, she wants to take the focus and the spotlight off of herself and put the lamp on you because she doesn't want to get hit, right? So it's now all about you, and let's scrutinize what your day is and what you're doing. Okay, the next one is she stops showing affection. Much like the sex topic that we were talking about a few minutes ago, maybe, you know, the personal affection at home has lessened. Maybe she's no longer hugging you or kissing you or touching you or giving you back rubs or maybe you're no longer taking showers together. Is there a change in personal affection? Um, and that could be a telltale sign. All right. Um, okay. Let's say uh, the next one is she isn't making plans for the future. Is she being evasive? Um, is she not being uh, committal? You know, is you know, you ask her. Let's say you you guys were going to take a trip to Palm Springs, and you were looking forward to it. You know, when the weather clears or or what have you, and it's good to take a long weekend. And you know, now now is the time that you're bringing it up again, and she she's like hemming and hawing and not being committal, and she's not making that happen. Um, you know, could could be something like that as to why this is happening. Okay, <clears throat> if you have just joined us, you, um, you are listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Um, I'm so excited to have you here today. We're talking about cheaters, the who, what, and why of cheating. Uh, call us on this topic at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about cheaters, the who, what, and why of cheating. Why does this occur? And we were just talking about some of the telltale signs that you can figure out if your woman is about to cheat or maybe it's too late and she's already cheating on you. Now, keep in mind that, the, that I think 
the sexes are different. Usually men cheat because they want variety. You know, something has stimulated them and they want to go try out new tricks or maybe uh, there's a new girl in the office that she has some attribute that the one at home doesn't have or, you know, they want that variety. They want that spice. They want to mix things up and men cheat for for those types of reasons. And I think men cheat because there's a physiological reason that they have to cheat. They have 10 times the amount of testosterone that women have, so they have to release. So if that means releasing because they're watching porn by themselves, or if that means cheating with somebody else uh, outside the home, then that's what they're going to do. It's a physiological response to what the body is doing converse to that, I think women cheat uh, primarily because they're pissed at you. So it's more of an emotional-based uh, type of situation. Maybe um, her girlfriend got a new diamond ring and you haven't upped the ante and she looks bad among her friends because she doesn't have a shiny new ring. Or maybe um, you are being controlling and manipulative and just harassing her all the time and she doesn't like that you know those types of things are because there's something about the dynamic between the two of you that she's really upset with and she's cheating to get even with you she's cheating to get mad um, you know th there's an agenda there's usually an agenda with women usually with women it's not to satisfy a physical need that's a bonus if they get that, but um, usually it starts with there is a psychological factor there that she needs to get even with you. All right, so um, we have on the line Frank who's calling in. Welcome, Frank, to the show. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So you have a, a story to tell either about yourself or someone you know with regard to cheating? Well, the only thing I want to say is that as bad as cheating is, cheating unto itself doesn't necessarily indicate the end of an existing relationship. It really depends why that cheating happened. Now, yeah. does, does cheating, can it lead to the end of a relationship? Can it lead to a divorce? Absolutely. But it doesn't necessarily have to. Uh, when I sit down and either uh, work with individuals who have been cheated on or work with a couple that's trying to save their relationship and there was an incident of cheating, usually mm -hmm. we go back and we try to figure out what was the motivation, why the person cheated, what was it about them that motivated them to do it. And once you can identify that, that's when you can find out, are we dealing with two people who are just incompatible? and cheating is a symptom of that? Or was there something they weren't getting at home uh, that they were able to get outside of the home, and it might not necessarily just be sex. Mm -hmm. They might need something else fulfilled outside of their primary relationship, and the only way to get that fulfilled outside of the relationship is to have sex, but it isn't the sex itself. So once we can figure that out, that's when we can figure out whether or not they want to move forward with making the relationship work. I like that, and I do agree with that. I think getting to the motivation factor is a very telling one and a very important one. And sometimes couples left on their own, sometimes there's like a communication barrier where person two doesn't hear what person one is saying for whatever reason and it's always good to have a third person in the room because then you can't run and hide everybody heard what was just said and now you have to address it so if the question is you know why did you cheat or what was the motivating factor you can't just go run and hide under the sofa you pretty much have to you know you're there for a reason and if your reason to be there is to work things out you have to address it I wish couples could talk these sort of things out on their own, but I don't know if you heard this, the show earlier uh, at the top of the hour, but it was saying that the statistics for couples um, remaining together are, you know, infinitely better if they talk it out with a third person. Usually when people are afraid to talk to their partner, 
there's usually somewhere in their history an incident where one person tried to be honest and the other mm -hmm. person was either refusing to discuss the issue or couldn't handle that topic of conversation. When those type of barriers are put between people, where your partner is afraid to be honest with you, or you are afraid to be honest with your partner, whether you acknowledge it or not, that dynamic is what invites issues like cheating into the relationship. As long as you can maintain an open dialogue where you are not afraid to discuss anything and you are not afraid to have anything brought to your attention, that's when you can safeguard your relationship. Uh, most people think that, well, if I bring it up, then, you know, there's going to be a problem. Usually the opposite. The fact that you don't bring it up means it's going to manifest in other ways. So uh, to any couple listening, if you truly want to safeguard your relationship, make sure you can learn to handle the truth, no matter what that is. But if your partner is too afraid to tell you what happened during their day, if they're omitting things because you have behaved in a way that says, I can't handle it, I don't want to hear it, you're inviting those type of problems into your future. So that's, yeah, that's one telltale sign. <laughs> and by the way, yeah. uh, people who are looking to be the other man or the other woman yeah. uh, when they're trying to approach someone in a couple, that's one of the things they test for. They find out whether or not the couple actually shares everything. Because couples who share everything will mention, oh, by the way, you know what happened to me? I got hit on today. Really? Tell me about it. When you have that kind of a dialogue going, it's very difficult to get either one of those people to do something that they might later regret. That's one of the things that they test for. If they're willing to lie to their spouse, even about, you know, inconsequential things because, well, my, my spouse really couldn't handle it. Uh, oh, it would just start a fight. That means, oh, you're a prime target for what I want to do with you in the minds of people who would, you know, really don't care about your relationship. They just want something for them. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, when the couple themselves are open and honest with what the subject is, let's say she comes home and she says, oh, you know, my boss is hitting on me, it might uh, elicit a uh, further dialogue and maybe he might offer some suggestions on what to do to make the situation better because, you know, you don't want to piss off your boss, you don't want to get fired or or you don't want to have projects not be thrown your way. So it is a sticky situation. And sometimes the opposite sex can kind of help with something that you might not be seeing and help you with your situation. You know, I actually have a story. I have an exact story about that, uh, about a situation like that, where a boss was flirting with one of his female employees. And, I mean, he wasn't being uh, aggressive or crude or anything, but he was asking questions that were maybe just a little bit inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And so she went and talked with her husband at home. And they, at least he was aware of it. And this went on a couple of weeks. And by the third week, the questions were getting a little bit more inappropriate. And so what the husband did is that he actually called up the boss. And wow. you know, usually most people say, well, no, that's the wrong thing to do. That's the wrong thing to do. You can't threaten them. And what the husband did in this case is that he said, hi, listen, um, I just want to talk to you. Um, you know, my wife's been very open with me about what goes on because my wife tells me everything and I tell her everything. And she had said something that, of a remark that you made that made her feel a little uncomfortable. So I'm just calling to hear your side of it because, you know, I, I mean, uh, everything I've heard about you says you're a good guy. Uh, so would you, you know, would you mind telling me exactly what's going on? Because I, I just want to make sure that, you know, my wife is safe. That's all I'm worried about. Well, the boss at that point was like, well, no, 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 I never meant anything like that. And, and he completely backtracked. So the husband decided at that point, okay, you know, we've given him some rope. Let's let him swing right. a bit. He says, well, you know, I'm so happy to hear you say that. I feel so much better that you've reassured me. You know, because like I said, my wife tells me everything, and she doesn't have a problem with it, but I do. And, you know, maybe, hey, maybe it's my insecurity, but it's just important for me to reach out and make some contact with you. So they ended up being friends at the end of that phone call. But the next day, when she went to work, the boss says, why did you tell your husband? And the wife says, 
I tell my husband everything. That's the kind of relationship we have. Well, wouldn't you know it that the boss stopped flirting with her? Wow. No threats, no aggressiveness, just a little, hey, my wife and I have the kind of relationship where we tell each other everything. That scares away people who are looking to manipulate. It's that a very really... subtle way to say that you're on notice. So I do yes, like that. And, and I like that the husband was not threatening. Um, you know, and I like the fact he said some nice things. Like, we, he we hear that you're, you know, a really good boss and a good person. And, you know, my wife enjoys working with you or whatever to kind of soften the blow and just to kind of get his side of the story because... I don't know, maybe he said something inadvertent, maybe he didn't mean anything by it, but then again, maybe he did mean something by it, and his making that call, the husband making that call, puts him on notice. Love that story. So if it, it, so if it turns out that it was nothing, it's fine, but if it turns out it was something, she's protected. She's right. protected in that situation. And the husband doesn't do anything that's going to get the cops called on him, because you can't threaten people. Uh, and that's most people's first reaction, right? Because it's coming out of jealousy. It's coming out of fear. Mm -hmm. You're better off just having a nice conversation like that guy did. Just reassure the other guy, hey, listen, you know, at some point you and me will go out for a beer. You know, like, thank you. It never happens. It never materializes to meet for a beer. But again, like you said, she has to continue working there. And the boss or whoever is put on notice that, hey, I'm not a fool. And she may be okay with it, but I'm not. And I just want to let you know that I'm not. So, and now that they know, well, wait a minute, anything I say to this person, it goes right to the spouse. You can't break yeah. up a couple that's on the same team. That's right. I love that. Thank you so much, Frank, for your story and for your, your insights. I really appreciated having you on the show. Uh, and please call us again in the future. Be well, Linda. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much. By the way, if you happen to like our show, uh, show your love. Listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, and download my new iOS app. Buy my book on Amazon. So many different ways that you can uh, say hi and be a part of the show. I really appreciate it. Um, all right. So uh, another couple of big points here is... Yeah, she flirts with other people in front of you. That's a big no-no also. Anyway, thanks for joining our show. We'll see you each and every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you. See you next time on the Men's Advocate Show.